Welcome to BlockRock. We bring you exciting stories from Dutch blockchain projects, companies and people because we think the world should know about these. BlockRock is about the passion and the vision of the people working on the various aspects of blockchain in the Netherlands. We are an open, not-for-profit community and we can only bring you this content with the help of donations and sponsors. If you want to sponsor us, feel free to contact us. Check our website, blockrock.nl. This episode is sponsored by MoveOpen, your partner for innovative blockchain concepts. Find out more about MoveOpen on moveopen.nl. Okay, so we're today in the gallery kitchen of Rotterdam and uh, I'm talking to uh, Mick de Graaf, who is an OG in Ethereum uh, application development. Um, and I'm here to talk uh, with him about uh, his newest project, PyDAO, um, in which he is active with a couple of other guys. Um, so Mick, very happy to speak to you, uh, good you are here. Can you introduce yourself and, and tell a bit about uh, PyDAO? Yeah, so I'm uh, Mick de Graaf, I'm a lead smart contract development at PyDAO, which is a DAO uh, which manages asset allocations, which basically gives you access to uh, wealth management, management strategies. Uh, in the future, we want to expand that to synthetic assets, so even the average Joe can have access to the same wealth management strategies as the big guys, such as Gridalio and so on. Oh wow, so that, that's cool. Can, can you explain what a synthetic asset is, actually? Well, a synthetic asset is not the actual underlying asset, but it tracks the price of the underlying of the of the asset. So you have, for example, on Ethereum, you have DAI, which tracks the price of the US dollar, but it's collateralized in Ether. So that's okay. like, if you hold DAI, you are exposed uh, to the price of the dollar, but somebody is taking the other side uh, with Ether, meaning this guy is shorting the uh, US dollar against Ether. Okay. okay. So basically, in a synthetic asset, it's like a composite asset. It's an asset holding other assets. Is that what it is? Um, it tracks the price of another asset. So it's like it's a derivative. Like in the traditional market, you have futures, but die is quite unique because it's perpetual. It does not uh, expire like normal future contracts do. Yeah. And uh, these allow you to get exposure to other assets like dollars or gold or any other assets which is non blockchain uh, native. Okay. So one of one of the products of PyDAO, one of the first the first products, is like a, a rep BTC kind of um, product. Yes. Okay. Can you tell us about that? We have all these different versions of tokenized Bitcoin on top of uh, Ethereum, and uh, I don't have a very strong opinion about which one is the best. So it might make sense to wrap them all into one. Yeah. And at the same time, it's a liquidity pool. So if you want to trade, for example, PBTC for WBTC, you can do that. And the holders of BTC++, they can earn a portion of the fees. And they also protect against failure of any of the single assets. So let's say that Bitcoin gets hacked or something like that, you only lose 25% of your value instead of the full 100. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's a great benefit. So, um, yeah. And what, what can you do with this, with this wrap 
grab bitcoins and say in, in the Ethereum ecosystem. And this BTC plus plus can be used as collateral for loans. So it's basically like any other ERC twenty token. So if you use it for payments or basically whatever you like. But the main benefit is that it uh, generates fees because if people trade within the pool, the, the fees go to the holders, the personal shareholders of the pool. And uh, because Balancer has its uh, liquidity mining program, we also get rewarded in BAL tokens, which now amounts up to 26% annually. So that's quite steep. Uh, yeah, it's quite good. No. So this is this is part of, of the whole DeFi DeFi, um, DeFi development in, within Ethereum, which is taken off like really. Yeah. Um, I think the cool thing about the DeFi development is that you have all this, these protocols, these DeFi primitives, and you can combine it in all sorts of ways, like you combine Balancer together with, with PBTC or RenBTC or whatever, and we can make a new, new puzzle out, out of the pieces. Uh, yeah, okay. That's really exciting. And so you you you've got the idea uh, with with the team uh, working on the on the Dex wallet um, yeah, with uh, uh, Alessio and, and some other guys uh, that are active there. Yeah, that's so how did that? Yeah, uh, what what? How does how did this originate? Where did it come from? Yeah, Dex wallet was originally uh, it was an Italian team mostly. And they, uh, they saw there was a need for a DeFi mobile first wallet. Yes. So DeFi wasn't even a word back then, so that's yeah. quite interesting. And they built this uh, wallet, which was very user-friendly and stuff. And at simultaneously, I was working on a new project which uh, involved asset management. And then we met back in 2019. In, I already knew Alessio, but I met him again in Berlin in yeah. August during Eat Berlin. And he kind of uh, clicked, and he was also willing. To, he wanted to expand Dex Wallet, so that's why I joined Dex Wallet, and we started building uh, what is now PiDAO. Just we call it Earn Network, but now PiDAO. Okay. Okay. Cool. And so the first product, which is already live, is the is the is, is the composite Bitcoin product. Um, can you describe what happened when you went live with that? Uh, the composite Bitcoin. Yeah, we launched it simultaneously with the uh, with the fundraising of the DAO. Yes, we're, uh, we're basically a DAO, and uh, yeah, it was all it was like a tough time because it was Corona and investors were not that interested anymore. But somehow we were able to, uh, to twist the odds and actually have a successful. Around with people uh, donating to the DAO and getting new yeah. tokens in return, so it's actually quite cool and really exciting. Like uh, all you see, you have all this hard work for like months, and then all of a sudden it pays off. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was quite exciting to see uh, uh, the tweets of, of the team members. Uh, like, uh, we attracted this many uh, uh, Bitcoin already, or yeah, yeah, really, really exciting stuff. So and then. About the, the DAO itself. So how does that work? How's the, the governance in the DAO organized? Yeah. At the moment, it's a very flat uh, organization. Like everybody has an equal vote. Everybody has the same rule. And 
It's a standard Aragon template, uh, which is called Dandelion, which yeah. is like the, the flowers. Yeah. It's based uh, off of the same concepts as Mall of Dao, which means the shares in the Dao are not tradable. Yeah. And at any moment, if you di disagree with the decision, you can press the raise quick button, meaning you get your proportional share of the vault. And that's how it's organized now, but we're moving more to a committee-based system where certain committees have uh, an authority over different tasks. Like we will have a finance team, we will have a tech team, and we're moving more towards that. Uh, kind of a delicate structure. Uh, in some forms, yeah, more like uh, maybe liquid democracy or something. Uh, yeah. To that. Yeah. Which, uh, this is a topic some people like, like the flat organizations, I'm not so much. I don't see any, anybody voting on everything, so I think it's a nice experiment to do it like this. Because we have not seen this in the house just yet, because they are all flat organizations with yeah. no incentives for people to actually vote. So. Yeah, when you look at your centralized uh, uh, versions of, of products like this, then you would probably also have like departments and people advising on, on what to decide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think company structures work fairly well. They have proven themselves. Maybe politics is a bit broken. So. Yeah, it's interesting to uh, to see what what happens next. So um, when you visit the website pydao.org, then you can see two more products coming soon. Uh, one is a diversified portfolio radio style. Uh, so can you can you elaborate on that? Yeah, the radio style might take a bit longer because the tech is not yet ready because we're working together with UMA on that one, which is a protocol for synthetic acids. So that might take a little longer and we have the but the, AWP++ as we call it, it's basically a diversified portfolio of stocks, equities, uh, bonds, uh, commodities like gold, and some crypto in there. Like we back tested it, it does on average like for the last 10 years, maybe like 50% a year. Yeah. So if that compounds, it's quite good. And yeah. uh, other than that, we've been working on USD++, which is quite similar to BTC++. But it's uh, actually with stable coins, so it spreads your risk across stable coins. And it's also liquidity pools on the fees. And uh, that one is actually already deployed like in sort of uh, stealth mode, but it's already there and we've been testing it and it's uh, working nicely so far. Yeah. And is it also then the plan that you can use this uh, this this uh, stable coin with diversified risk, so to say? As a as a tool in other DeFi products. Yeah, in the end we wanna like we now have a Bitcoin token basically. We have a US dollar token, and inside of the AWP plus plus the AWP portfolio, we wanna have a Bitcoin position, and we wanna have a US dollar position. Yeah. Because every good investment uh, asset allocation uh, position has some cash in there some crypto in my opinion yeah but if these positions itself can generate yields and you stack them on top of each other it's uh, yeah it's yeah it is it is quite interesting and so and um, any future plans on uh, on 
the Spidal project and the Dexwater? Um, for the Spidal, we want to fully release the USD++. We have, uh, we have a, a, a DeFi index token-like thing coming up, which will be announced at some point next month or the month after. And uh, for the Dexwallet, Dexwallet is uh, not actively maintained right now, but in the end we want to move to something like a decentralized login boot or box for the yeah. people. We have like this all in app where you can manage your wealth and have access regardless of geographic restrictions or KYC. Yeah. That's uh, what the future holds for us. But for the coming three months, we Mostly we focused on the development of the DAO, like the yeah. NFT stuff. And probably after that, the AWP plus plus will be too great. The protocols which we use are more mature. Yeah. Yeah, so that. So first, first you guys focus on the products with which we can like earn money, mm -hmm. use DeFi all the way. And then secondly, you will focus again on. Making that accessible through wallet and yeah, 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 yeah. which is cool, yeah. yeah. I'm also pushing a lot on the integration layer because honestly, there there are a lot of great wallets out there. And Dex Wallet started before I joined because I only joined in uh, September last year. Before, like, uh, before, like when Dex uh, Wallet was found, there were not a lot of great wallets, but there are not right now. So we're more focusing on integrating with them than. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have some benefits in terms of users as well. Exposure to users who are not yeah. your own users. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, focus is important. Like, if you do, if you want to do everything, you do nothing well. And if you do only one or two things, you can do them well. Yeah. So, uh, where where's the rest of the team uh, located right now? Yeah, we have a distributed team. Like uh, our founder Alessio used to live in the Netherlands, but he's now in Italy. He will stay there for a while. Okay. And uh, we have one in Estonia, and we have one in Berlin, and we have one in Italy. Yeah. Okay. And we're now accepting more and more uh, community contributions, like uh, we have a mounting program. So if you want to write some code with us, then you can uh, get the order. Oh, that's cool. So we're like. Uh, Getting more people from the community in and also uh, making them a part of the team. So, what what kind of uh, participations uh, are you looking for? Uh, at the moment, it's mostly smart contract development, maybe some uh, UI in the future. Yeah. But that's what we're focused on right now. And we'd really like to do some bounties outside of development because I think uh, developers are sometimes a bit overrated. Like, uh, <laughs> like I'm a developer myself, but. I think there's uh, also value in content creation or community management. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, but you, you guys were already quite active on social media, and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, that, is, that is good. But yeah, it, you must not forget that part, indeed. Yeah. Okay. So, are there any more things that you? Think well. I should tell this because they they really need to know about this. Uh, 
Well, I think if you're interested in DeFi, it's nice to check out what's already out there and see how you com can combine these things and how you can give access to like financial instruments which were not accessible before. So, yeah. So I think uh, people should check that out. I think so too. I think um, there, there's like amazing stuff happening here. Um, yeah, the DeFi ecosystem is like really really interesting and uh, PyDAO is definitely a project people should look at and uh, should follow. Um, they can check it out on the website, it's PyDAO.org, right? PyDAO.org and on Twitter you can find us, PyDAO underscore DeFi. Super. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks, Mick, for yeah. this uh, short interview, and uh, best of luck. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Great. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe on our channels, as we will have more interesting podcasts coming soon. This episode was sponsored by Move Open, your partner for innovative blockchain concepts. Find out more about Move Open on moveopen.nl.